hello, 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 and welcome to The Holding Space, episode two of season two. It is February 22nd, and I am here with two lovely people to talk about giving spirituality a second chance. Please introduce yourself, my friends. Hi, everyone. I think you already know me because I've been here before. <laughs> I'm Madeline. Nice to be with you all. My name is Ellie. Uh, I'm from Florida. Thank you. Well, I'm sorry to hear about that. Um, I'm so glad that the two of you are here with me, at least virtually. We are here on Zoom today. There is no visual, but there is audio. You know why? Because it's a podcast. Call me crazy, but that is the most important part. So I just wanted to start off the conversation um, with these two lovely folks, my guest co-hosts for today. Um, and we're going to be talking about the idea of giving spirituality a second chance post-religion. Some could look at me and guess religion hasn't been kind to me. Um, they would be right. Uh, I am coming from a place where I have a lot of, uh, I've, I've, I have a lot of religious trauma and also that religious trauma doesn't have a hold on me as much as it did when I was in the church. And I was uh, lucky enough to be out of the church pretty early on in my adolescence. And I can't stress enough how that probably has completely changed the way that I grew up. Um, but it, uh, it did its damage when I was younger. And now I am trying to uh, recontextualize spirituality and faith and ritual without it necessarily being denominational. Um, yeah, so that's where I'm at. What about y'all? So I grew up in the church. Um, so I definitely understand the point of view that comes with uh, just being raised in the church, like the sense of morality things like that. Um, and then stepping away from the church. I didn't step away from the church until my second year of college. Um, so, you know, kind of learning to, or unlearning all of the things that you learn there and then learning what to keep has definitely been a wild adventure. Yeah, my situation is sort of similar too in that I, okay, well, I'll start with where I started. Um, I was brought to church because I was a child. It wasn't my choice. Uh, as young as six years old. And I did not leave until literally, yeah, like second year of college-ish. So, um, and like for the midsection of that, the, those years, like it it was my own choice. Um, so that was interesting. It wasn't like, like at first it was kind of like, I didn't want to be a part of this. Like it wasn't, it wasn't my choice. I was being brought by my parents. And after a while I sort of was indoctrinated into it, like accepted it as a reality for myself. And then after a while, like questioned it and left as a young adult. So it definitely has made a huge imprint in my life and has caused a lot of trauma that I recently learned in the past like two years that doesn't leave just because you've left. And uh, yeah, and I think being in these quote unquote uncertain times has 
made me question my relationship to spirituality. Um, but I think we'll talk about that more later. It's so funny because you said that you started um, going to, well, you were brought to church when you were six. And I was like, oh my God, I literally was born and christened. And I forgot that that like isn't a normal experience for people. Even people who were from the church, like so not everyone was like immediately a Christian. And so I was like, oh my God, I was literally weeks, maybe months old. Oh, gross. I'm sorry. But anyway, going speaking to your uh, greater uh, point about um, sort of questioning spirituality or, or, or like exploring it, I think for me a lot, I, I guess where I'm at right now is pretty similar in that exploration because I, or I should say for myself, I just, I guess because I grew up not just in the church but like then around really religious people I feel like I have to weirdly question spirituality even when I believe in it it's like it's like I guess because I've seen this happen in religion I worry that I'll like fall into patterns of like unquestioningly like having faith in certain practices or certain beliefs and so I always have to like check is this what I believe or is this like just in line with people who have similar beliefs and that's hard because like I don't want to like I guess what I didn't want was to like leave behind a faith to then like follow a different version of that and so it's like what are the parts of spirituality that I think make sense for me or that I believe in and what are the parts that I don't because I don't want to you know what I mean like especially in the I mean we can all speak to I guess like what kind what specific religion because for me it was Pentecostal Christian and you know I think growing up in that environment it was very much like you aren't allowed to question things even things that don't really make sense like um, they used to always tell the men of this one church I used to go to that like they couldn't have beards they had to be clean shaven and I was always like that literally makes no sense because there's a picture of Jesus that is white in this picture so that's fun as a all uh, Latin ex like fair speaking church but also Sarah has a beard like I don't I'm not understanding the logic here um, but that's a stupid rule but that's my point it's like I don't want to like fall into like oh people who believe in these beliefs also have to believe this and so like I fall into like the pattern of believing what other people are believing so I don't know I've been trying to check myself lately and I've just been checking in with myself which is ironically a very spiritual experience sometimes so I grew up in a Baptist church um my parents started going to the church when I was two or so so I was raised in the church um basically my entire life. I was baptized twice. Um, once went, no, actually three times, once in the Catholic church. I know. And here we are. Uh, (laughs) Evil as ever. (laughs) Um, I was baptized when I was a uh, baby in the Catholic church. And then once again at 15, um, just more so because that's kind of what everyone around me was doing at the time. Um, like, yeah, I guess, I guess I believe, okay, this is something that's doable. And this is what the people around me, um, seem to want. So I'll do it. Um, 
So I was baptized at 15, uh, a year and some change after that, I stopped going to church um, and then ended up studying with members of the church again, like a year or so after I had left and then got baptized again <laughs> and then left again. Um, but I just think that it's kind of funny the way um, the the whole relationship with church or like church as an establishment and then separating that like separating the church as an establishment and then like finding your own spirituality and things like that um as you're growing up kind of is a kind of wild experience um that I don't think gets talked enough often enough I always used to think it was funny how um you know, when you're around the church for so often, you see people who leave, leave the faith, leave the um, establishment. And nine times out of 10, they usually end up um, kind of just on their own uh, spiritual journey. And I'd argue that a lot of times they end up better off um, just on like a level of living in a way that's authentic to them um, versus trying to be part of of an establishment that kind of um, praises legalism and following rules and kind of being a certain type of person, um, discovering who you are as an individual after leaving the church, I think is also just a massive uh, challenge because you were kind of um, learning how to be you against kind of all odds, you know, because they teach you how to kind of not be yourself and be this generic version of what they think you should be. Um, and I'm not saying the church in and of itself is a bad thing, because I definitely believe that there are a lot of good qualities um, that come from being raised in a church. Um, for, for starters, the relationships that you get to make with like older people, um, relationships like that don't really exist for people who aren't in a church I've I've come to notice but it's definitely challenging to kind of unlearn and be grace like gracious towards yourself um afterwards because you find yourself applying church rules to your to your life subconsciously after you've left which is you know interesting yeah it's weird like I grew up in church and like now I feel like I shouldn't commit adultery or murder but I like that's stupid like I should um May what was the church, <laughs> what was the church you should commit murder I mean like wait it's like what? I just feel like you know what I mean like what is sin um anyway May what what was the church that you grew up in? those two questions are different <laughs> um okay wow um so I grew up, I guess, denominationally, I think technically it, it was a Pentecostal church. But the reason why it's weird for me to say that is because we didn't have some of like the weird rules. They're weird. That's what they are. They're weird. Um, the weird rules of like, you have to wear a skirt and like, you can't wear makeup and that kind of thing. So we didn't have those kind of like, like using the word that you use, which is like legalistic, like those kind of legalistic rules um but but it was like the same beliefs of like you have to like confess and you know and 
make Jesus your savior and that kind of thing. And then you get to heaven or else you go to hell. Um, that kind of thing. Um, yeah. So it was, so I just say that I was like an evangelical, which essentially is what it was because I was supposed to be preaching to everybody that came across my path, um, and spreading the good news, which I would argue is not so good news. Why did y'all leave? I don't know why y'all left. I mean, okay. Obviously I left because I'm queer and that's not fun in church, but like, or at least there are churches that are queer inclusive and yada, yada, yada. But I'm talking about me growing up in the early 2000s in a, like an old school, old fashioned Pentecostal church. So that's what I mean. So why did y'all leave? Um, I left plain and simply because I wanted to sin and I watched other people. Not, it's, it's the reality. I watched enough people live double lives and then get exposed for it later on or see like the double the double life they were living and seeing how miserable it made them to not be able to live in their truth. So to me, I was like, all right. If adult if adultery is a sin and I can't do all of this stuff and if being queer is a sin and all of this stuff and I can't do that because it's repent or you're you're contaminating the the church the body in a way because you know that's something that they they stress about being a bad influence uh just acting like sin isn't a big deal I said okay no problem um well this is this is my uh Q2 exit stage left. So um, point, point blank uh, and simply, I really just was like, okay, I want to live a wild, crazy life. And I know that this is not something that you guys are going to condone. So it's easier for me to just flat out tell you guys what I'm doing rather than to live a double life. It's just more convenient for me. And that's not something that is easy for everyone to do. I just thought it would be easier to do it that way versus the way that I was living when I was 15, like going to church and then doing whatever I wanted at school and then making sure that those um, two versions of my life never um, kind of kind of overlapped, you know? That's so funny that you say that because that, that, that wasn't my reason, but it was definitely something I noticed where like I... I would count myself as one of the people who like was like I was in there. I was not living a double life. Uh, to live a double life for me was like there's no way I will lose my salvation. <laughs> um, but I would see other people live double lives, and I'm like, wait, but they still get to be Christians? Like, what's going on here? Um, but that that wasn't why. But it's funny that you say that because yeah. Um, so my reason was, uh, I think after a while so maybe y'all are familiar with this jargon of like you're supposed to kind of like stick with church people you're supposed to stick with people within your faith and like you're not supposed to hang around sinners etc cetera, etc cetera. majority of my friends were not um like christians per se some of them were sort of um but most of them were not the people i came across that whom i came to love and like cherish were not and it was my job right like the church said like you're supposed to preach to like convert people it was my job to do that and um and this is me speaking in a nutshell like besides all the other questions that I had but I think this was truly the thing that like cracked it open was like I would look at these people and be like I don't think there's anything wrong with you and I don't think you need to be saved um and then eventually that question turned inward towards me and I was like wait a second I don't think there's anything wrong with me and I don't think I need to be saved and then I was like wait what the fuck (laughs) like 
if nobody needs to be saved, who do I think Jesus is? You know, like, what is the point of this? And then, yeah, I was just like, well, if I don't believe that, then like, what am I doing here? Um, so yeah, so that's kind of like one day I just kind of was like, what if I just didn't, if I just didn't, and then kind of all unraveled from there. Um, I think the moment, I mean, I always kind of knew I wanted to leave church, but I was in it. I mean, I was also a child, so that's hard. Like when I mean I'm in it, I was like, I mean, from birth and then till maybe 13. And that was a long time for me. Uh, it was long enough. Um, but around the time that I decided to leave personally was when, uh, well, a lot of the stuff, like a lot of the double life stuff, I was definitely not the one living a double life. I would say, I think the people around me definitely were, which was annoying to experience. And then also like, as I learned more, I don't know. I also, I just didn't like the equation, equation. I didn't like the concept that like uh, the church had about like how all sin was like, equal or how certain things that didn't make sense to me were sins and so I think it was a certain sermon when the preacher was talking about rapists and gay people in the same light that I was like well this is where I stopped coming to church and I told my mom that I wasn't going which is crazy because I was 13 and they were definitely really really Christian so don't know how that even happened but um I think it's because I was also super headstrong and willing to die on that hill. Like I, I genuinely was like, I was like, if I lose, like, I mean, queer stuff aside, if I like lost my home because of it, I think I would have not been okay. I would have been 13 on the street, but I would have been okay with that outcome. And that's something I think is constantly true in my life. Like I'm constantly okay with being persecuted. If that means that what I think is true and right is like, prevailing um which leads me in this full circle to I'm sure we'll bring up um more things about religion and church in this conversation because that's kind of a part of it but I want to leave it behind for a second and move forward to the present slash future um and talk a little bit about spirituality um because I think it's hard to be spiritual around relatives who are still religious. When I left and just even in the present now, um, I've been, like I said, I've always been someone who's more transparent about the way that I'm living my life just because I feel like who really cares anyway. Um, because really you're fooling no one but yourself, right? Like when you're doing all of these things, it was always really easy to tell who was, who was living a weird double life. You could like, there was no, there was no point of hiding that. And I was kind of always a wild card in the church, even though I was heavily involved with like social media in the choir or things like that. And just now, um, even like remotely getting into like, um, using Florida water, clearing, learning about chakras, um, just, just, you know, kind of becoming a more spiritual person without attaching myself to a, um, a establishment or like a group of individuals as a whole. Um, I don't think that I've kind of had any, 
anything standing in my way so far on on my mother's side at least just because I know that um, they were converted to Christianity on their own so it was kind of like when I was a kid they took that choice away from me and now that I'm older um, and I have the choice to do what I want they've been really supportive about it Um, so I'm really grateful for that I just think it's kind of I'm in a weird place where I'm having to figure everything out seemingly on my own. And I'm trying not to get gentrified information. Um, so that's, that's kind of just been my um, biggest challenge with my spiritual journey and things like that. Like learning about, learning about how sage is close practice and learning about how um, certain, certain things can be done with, I don't know. You know, there's certain certain lines that you can't cross. Um, and it's just been weird uh, figuring that out. But I'm grateful for the information that I've received along the way. That's kind of just the challenges that I'm I'm facing outside of just looking inwards and um, acknowledging the damage that people that I grew to love uh, made towards my uh, my development. No, I hear that. I, I definitely hear where you're, where you're coming from. And I think I feel that way too. But at the same time, I've been trying. I've been trying to like accept this concept that there is like this ancestral tie to spirituality that like we aren't figuring things out alone. Like we are continuing stories that were written before us. And that's the hard part for me because I've never had ties to like a lineage like at most I'm creating or yeah I'm really creating a new foundation with the relatives that I do associate with right now but overall I've kind of always been on my own little planet and it's hard to imagine that there's like an ancestral lineage I'm a part of and that there's like something that I'm pushing forward by existing and that kind of freaks me out mostly be not because of like any kind of pressure, but because it's so unusual for me to tie the idea of spirituality with community because I never got to feel that. I only got to feel shunned in church. Um, Yeah. Yeah, I'm glad you bring that up because, okay, Um, I'll start with this. Uh, Part of so what's brought me to where I am presently in my spiritual journey is that um, once I was a good way out the ways from church uh, for a really long time, I was like, nope, don't want to do, I don't have to do anything with anything spiritual. Like, don't believe in any of, of this crap. Um, so I was pretty much like, eh, to anything. And I think at some point I just became curious about, um, ancestral practices specifically like Santeria and like Ifa and sort of that tradition because pre-Christianity in my family on my father's side him and his family sort of practice or I wouldn't say they were practitioners but they like were involved um because because it is a closed practice and nobody was like initiated but people were like involved in the rituals and stuff and so I was really curious about that because I remember participating, like when I was younger, like again, pre-Christianity or even like 
early into Christianity, but my mom was like, no. Um, I remember like participating in some of those rituals or like being witness to some of those rituals. And I was really curious about that because I was like, I went through this uh, point in time where I was like, oh, I hate the fact that Christianity has like really whitewashed my spirituality. Like it stripped me of my ancestral practices that like literally my father, right? Like it wasn't like generations back, like my father was practicing those things. Um, so I was just curious about it and I was following people on social media and one thing led to another. And I think I just started following people who were, you know, uh, identifying as witches or like practicing tarot, um, that kind of thing. So eventually at one point, I know I like got a deck and that's, that's sort of where my, like my journey has taken me is kind of like figuring out something that's like individualistic and, and like, um, something that I've forged for myself. But um, yeah, I think I relate to that, the idea of like, it's hard for me. I mean, I had that community when I was like a Christian, but it's hard for me to sort of connect spirituality to a sense of community. And it's really hard for me to connect it to ancestral stuff because I can't really talk to my parents about it. Um, I mean, I guess I could ask questions, but it would probably lead to like very short when like short answers. Um, yeah, and I'm not sure what I'm, where I'm going with that, but like I think I like I'm happy where I am in terms of like my own practices and the things that I've sort of developed for myself. Um, you know, as it pertains to like astrology and tarot and stuff. But um, yeah, like the idea of like ancestral practice or like speaking to ancestors stuff is and stuff is tough for me because I don't feel connected to them. Um, but yeah, so I guess that's just my big quip with like how Christianity has stripped us of a tradition that's already ours, right? Like spirituality is a birthright I guess that's what I'm saying um but it's hard to feel that way when you've sort of been when it's been traumatized out of you I definitely hear that especially thinking about like spirituality like at one point being innate and then kind of being not kind of being <laughs> but actually being um persecuted and replaced with a different religion a different belief system from different people um this isn't a history podcast and I'm not even going to pretend to remember dates but what I mean to say is it makes me think I don't know a lot about where I come from there's a lost history about or who my ancestors even are I try so hard to create family trees every other year when I think about how I don't know what's going on beyond a few generations back. And I think what's hard for me when talking about like ancestral um, connection in terms of spirituality is imagining some form of ancestor that wouldn't hate the person I am. And I keep trying to remind myself there is some version of an ancestor that would be proud of me, but that's hard to imagine when so for so long I've been told the opposite in a lot of cases being justified through religion or our favorite flavor of hatred through religion, passive aggressive, I'll pray for you and I'll always love you type of vibes. Um, so that's been hard to like imagine there's some connection between me and beliefs that isn't bonded by hate. <laughs> um, and like, I know that there 
are people of many different religions that like hate isn't the signifier or like the unifier and I don't think it consciously is in some cases that I've experienced but it's justifications and hate is typically what leaves a sour taste in my mouth I wonder though have you ever thought about going back to to religion in general or the church specifically um, that you came from? <laughs> um, yeah, for sure. I actually go every now and again, um, just because I really, like I said, I grew up in the church. So these are people that I've kind of built my life around. These are people who are involved with me no matter what, like through all, all stages of my life. Um, but when I did originally leave the church, um, it kind of was a big indicator to me of who loved me because the system said that they had to versus who actually did, you know, and not in like a weird, like you said, I'll pray for you. You must be going through such a hard time. Um, one day you'll get back to what we are type of thing. But I think that, um, leaving the church and people accepting me for who I am, those are the people that keep me around, you know? And it's not some weird relationship that we have where they're kind of always holding on to the hope that I'll always come back and it's like a conditional love, like they're meeting with me or hanging out with me on the, like on the agreement that I'm gonna show up to be converted to some degree. I just believe that, um, the benefit of being in the church is that say, say you do meet a hundred people and 80 of those people are only love you because they are forced to, or because some, some weird book written by God knows who, however many years ago tells them that they have to 20 of those people are going to genuinely love you for who you are. I just believe that like, it's for me it was a it was a kind of bittersweet experience like having to lose so many people and kind of being like damn um I really thought we were we were close but it did um I do like the idea of like unconditional love and um all that all that jazz I love that for you Ellie and I can never take that away from you but as soon as you started talking about that I was like oh my god my bestie from high school saying that I'm an abomination ah! immediate trigger I don't know yeah but I but I get what you're saying like the people who you lose once you decide to leave it's so yes your your point about like unconditional love and finding the people that you bonded with that you still have and I think that's beautiful um I wish I had that kind of experience. I won't take take that away from you. I do believe that it does create a a sense of cynicism to to a degree because you see all these people claim to love you and blah, blah, blah. And the basis of their love for you is conditional. Um, I definitely had issues trusting people and making friends immediately after I left the church. I think now I'm able to kind of be like, okay, I'm glad that I went through what I did and I was able to leave with these people, but I also won't pretend like everything was butterflies and daisies and things like that. Like I was called a bunch of things before I left. Um, 
growing up and things things like that being like okay you're you're too wild you're you're crazy you do whatever you want blah 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 you're too creative you're too this like you just never fit into a mold and it just doesn't feel like you belong but I think that there are certain I don't know it just the more the more I look at it and the more I think about the way that things are in churches I'm like I'm kind of glad I wasn't meant to belong to a degree I don't know I'm not trying to like negate that at all and I and I totally I think what's well how I feel about churches is kind of how I feel about I'm trying to find something that's like unrelated to religion um or spirituality anyway um it's kind of how I feel about theater it's so nice um, to think about the power that communing with others based on shared interests or beliefs can be. And then you think about the power and the downfalls of institu- institutions and the power and downfalls of interesting perspectives. And that's, I guess, what I'm, where my experience has been um but like that's not to say like I don't know like my mom for example um when her mother passed away um a few years ago two people who I'm connected to by the church came um I haven't seen them in a long time but to be fair life um but it it they genuinely like it my grandmother meant a lot to them and my family meant a lot to them. And that was all through church. And like, she's my godmother and or her daughter's my god sister. And my parents are her god. Someone's a godparent to somebody. But all I know is there's no wishes and Wanda and, Co- Wanda and Cosmo are not involved. So that's all that I know about that. But I do know that we're somehow related through some sort of Christian ritual thing. Let's take a break. (laughs) We're back. (laughs) I just think, you know what? After the break, we had a long conversation about our experiences in the church, and I'm sure it'll come up, but I'm tired of centering the church in this conversation. Um, maybe it's just because I'm physically tired, but or the memories are making me tired. But I want to talk about what was the transition to reclaiming spirituality for you? Like, was that is that recent? Is that new? What were the downfalls? Anything you want to talk about under those guides? Um, I think it would be helpful for me and probably our listeners um, if they are trying to reconnect with with that innate power. I started sort of reclaiming spirituality mid-pandemic, but I feel like that was more of a coincidence and less of like a response to the pandemic. I mean, surely because we were on our screens more and like researching things more, but I think... Um, yeah, it kind of just started with like me sort of seeing like a general kind of spiritual community sort of bubble up 
amongst like social media spheres and being both like haha y'all are silly and also like slightly curious because again like I didn't really want anything to do with it didn't want to do have anything to do with spirituality and I remember um yeah someone gave me a tarot reading once and this is just like a one-off like I just said yes because like sort of skeptically well I wouldn't say it was skeptical it was just more like no harm no foul right like and I can do this now because before I couldn't um and I thought it was really cool and interesting the way the person framed it it was just kind of like not anything super like um otherworldly or anything and I was like oh this is kind of like down to earth um and then yeah and then like again like I mentioned earlier in like searching ancestral practices and um stuff that sort of is related to heritage um I was following certain people and I sort of kept seeing like the, the common theme of people using tarot decks. And, um, oh, I think another thing is that like somebody in our circle was um, converting religions, which I thought was really interesting. And I was like, oh, what an, what an interesting thing to do, especially like after having been traumatized by church that you're choosing to take that path for yourself. So I thought that sort of sparked my curiosity because I was like, oh, like, this is something I can choose for myself. Like I don't have to like brush it off. And I think in like this sort of girl boss leveling up kind of way. Um, and I say that very tongue in cheek. I was sort of like, oh, to be a better human and like a better well-rounded person, I feel like I should have like a like a spiritual um a connection to like spirit. Um like I shouldn't, I feel like I shouldn't um count that out. Um yeah, and so I think all of those sort of little bubbling moments kind of had me like, well, you know what, I'm just going to buy a deck. I'm just going to buy a tarot deck and, and and learn about it and use it. And I think through that, I sort of remembered how much as a kid I loved. Well, I wouldn't say I loved it because I didn't really get to pursue it all that much, but I really liked astrology. I just couldn't pursue it because it was, quote unquote, of the devil. Um, and then I was like learning about astrology. And yeah, I think just in general, I, I sort of learned that like... Um, um that like yeah you can sort of forge this for yourself like it doesn't have to be you don't have to follow um it doesn't have to be like I think the only spirituality that I've known has always been like a book an establishment uh, a, a, a structure um with like leaders and like certain rules and I think that that was my um idea of spirituality and then I realized it doesn't have to be like that so I think yeah that's that's sort of where I got to where I am now is just realizing that I could make it my own yeah I think like for me after I left the church I had really conflicting ideas of like what I believed in like I was like I guess I believe in God but it was more of like this idea that I feared God and less of this belief of believing in God and then I thought I was an atheist because I was like I don't believe in God and therefore I must believe in nothing but that's just because I was filtering through my literal since birth Christian lens and then once I got through those two stages um I didn't I guess I like realized that I was more agnostic than I was atheist and I still think I am like even through my spirituality I still think that religious religion wise I think that my spirituality and my religious standpoint are different I think that 
I believe in the universe and I believe in so many things that are tied to spirituality, but at the same time, at the end of the day, I also believe that I don't know what is real and what is fake. And therefore I know I identify as agnostic. I'm trying to figure out how to navigate that um, because I'm, I'm just not sure like where I'm going with any of this. Um, that's such a, that's so crazy. Thing. I don't know if, what you were about to say. Go ahead, finish. Cause I have a thought about that. Um, I don't have thoughts. <laughs> well, it sounded to me, this is what it sounded like. You were going like, you don't know where you're going with it. Is that what you were about to say? Like with your sort of spiritual journey? Um, yeah, that's so funny. You say that. I feel like that's a little bit of like residual, like church stuff because church was always like an end goal. Like church was never about here and now it, like it never was. Um, I don't care what anybody says, like everything was always about the afterlife and what happens once we're, once we leave this plane. Um, I mean, that's why there's so much suffering, right? Like the church, as we know, it doesn't care about current suffering because there is, there is a peaceful ending to it all. And so that being said, like, I feel like that idea of like, I don't know where I'm going with it sort of, I feel like is connected to that idea that like, there has to be some sort of angle to spirituality. Um, and I don't know, I, that just sort of reminds me of like, I think the biggest reason why I sort of endeavored into um, uncovering my spirituality is that like, I still like, I know, like, life has purpose and so like I can practice that purpose within my spirituality right like um that there's like meaning in like this moment and there's meaning in like being on this plane and and there's meaning in like taking care of others and like the way to take care of others is also to take care of yourself and like that's a big part of my spirituality it's about meaning making I think to me I think that the church has this idea that you have to know exactly what you believe in and exactly what's going on and you need to know yourself exactly through and through at all times and there's no room for questioning yourself there's no room for questioning your beliefs there's no room for questioning the establishment so I think that when you do step away and you kind of have to figure things out you're kind of like you're just so used to having to have everything figured out that not having things figured out is kind of scary and it makes you feel less valid in your spiritual journey um, because you're like, all right, the truth is I don't know where I'm going. And I think that that's something that is okay. You know, it's okay to, it's okay to be like, all right, well, I don't really know where I fall and I don't really know what I'm doing or who my ancestors are, what I'm getting back to, or what I, what I believe. But I think that like the, the church kind of strips you away from that, that human experience, not knowing, not knowing is something that's very real um, and, and very valid. And I think that's where a lot of people genuinely are like people who flip flop between, oh, I'm one thing or I'm, I'm something else. The truth is like, you might not know where you're at exactly and you're more afraid to say that you don't know where you're going than to claim one thing. Yeah, and I think it is kind of nice in the not knowing. Um, I have, I left the church, um, quote unquote, when I was like, what, 12 or 13, and 
but I, I, I don't think I began spiritual exploration or practices until a few years ago. And even then it's been so spaced out that I would argue that like within the last year has probably been the most active spiritually I have ever been. And I think that's, what's odd for me is like starting over spiritually in a way, like starting over with something that feels familiar, but is completely different. Um, and thinking that I was never going to enter a world where I had to believe in anything again, um, because I was so agnostic and nihilistic for so long. Can, um, but I absolutely agree. I think with most things in life, everything is about processing and about the here and now um, that propels us into the future and connects us into our past. Is there, I would like to know, I guess that's the thing that I have gained from my spiritual um, exploration has been like that, has been like the thing that makes me feel most grounded and connected to the future and the past is spirituality. Um, but can you speak to what each of you feel like you have gained from your own personal experiences, um, exploring, discovering, creating, practicing, uh, whatever spiritual uh, element that you want to focus on. And I think that'll be where we, we leave our audience. Where I was, was that I was putting all of my sense of worth and love in a deity before, right? Like that, like all of my, yeah, all of my worth was externalized to this all powerful being. And, and yeah, I think my spiritual journey um, has connected, has, has taught me like self-love and self-worth. Um, and that sounds sort of trite a little bit, but yeah, like I, I truly learned. So like one of the things I believe, like one of my pillars is like divinity, like people's divinity. Um, and I think that, I think maybe I saw it in everyone else before I saw it in myself. And so that's what, um, that's what I've learned or that's what I've gotten from um, my practices. Um, it's connected me, I think, to like my own divinity, right? Like my own magic, my own power, um, which I don't know, allows me to, it's like a cycle, right? Like if I'm divine, you are divine, we are divine, um, which aligns me with this greater purpose of like a greater good for all um, that I think is sort of what I um like I like I kind of had where I was for like religiously but not really and I think now I really have that like um now I or yeah I, I feel like I'm <laughs> talking circles around it but yeah like I feel like now I really know what it is to truly love my name to love my neighbor as myself um and and what it means to like love this earth and love humanity so I think that just with leaving the church and starting my own spiritual journey. And I'm relatively new to it, I'd say probably within like the last six months for sure. Um, in terms of like taking it seriously, I think I've just learned to, or what I've gotten from my spirituality is like learning to trust myself 
like learning to become my own person. I'm no longer the collective opinion of a group of people or I am no longer, my worth is no longer determined by how my life matches up to some ancient book. I think that um, right now the place that I'm at in my own spiritual journey is a learning to learning to trust myself, my intuition and things like that. Um, and that's really taken me a long ways from where I feel like I was. I don't feel like I'm the same person I was when I was in the church, just specifically based off of when I was part of that establishment, I couldn't trust myself. And now that I'm kind of entering this new spiritual era for myself being like, okay, um, there are things that are working for my, for my good, whether I am some perfect human being or not, um, that I'm not seeing. And that's been a massive sense of relief. Um, so yeah, that's, that's where I'm at. And I think that all of this is like a really good place to be at. Um, a part of me secretly has this fear that replacing or recentering spirituality opposed to religion makes us a different version of our parents. Um, and I didn't really bring that up earlier because it's not even something I can really even process right now. I don't have the bandwidth, but it is something I think about. And what I hear in all of our answers is that if that's what their future says, so be it. But right now, the practicality of centering yourself in your own universe and those around you and in extension humanity is worth that kind of risk of repeating mistakes that you might have moved away from. Um, and we have the consciousness and experience to um, make different choices. With all that being said, I really appreciate you guys coming here and talking about this because it is not an easy conversation to have a lot of the time. It is so loaded. It has a lot of memories, um, but also there's so much potential and power and specificity in the intersection of post-religion and current uh, spirituality. So. I'm so glad that we got to have this conversation. I'm sure there is so much more we could talk about off the podcast, but I hope listeners can get a sense of where we're at. And hopefully that helps you get a sense of where you are at. Um, let us know, let me know the holding space as an entity, me as a person. Um, and thank you so much, May. Thank you, Ellie. Thank you. Pleasure to be here. Only spiritually because we are on Zoom. But anyway, bye, y'all. <laughs> bye.